Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We are the ladies who spark my interest. It's so much fun because there's this anonymity. You are a Twinkie. <laughs> I want to see Jesse as a Twinkie. Deborah. I have a hard time thinking about um, putting my lips to that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diana, take it away. I thought water could turn to wine, but metal. <laughs> <laughs> so on my way into work the other day, I'm driving along and I actually had the radio on. I usually just have podcasts on, but radio was on. And Madonna's express yourself came on and mm-hmm. i was like i have not listened to this song in a long long time i love that song So i'm there i'm like driving along <laughs> it's a great song so i'm like singing along to the words of it and like it really hits me in in verse two the the words are long stem roses are the way to your heart but he needs to start with your head satin sheets are very romantic but what happens when you're not in bed okay mm-hmm. So this song was released May 9th, 1989. And I and Deborah, Deborah and I, we both sang our little hearts out to this song. Absolutely. When it first came out. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment in my car where I'm thinking, what the hell did my mom think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listening to us sing this because I don't recall ever. Very romantic. <laughs> yeah, she was probably like, yeah. oh, but I don't ever recall putting it together, like what I was actually singing. Yeah. But uh, it's like that scene yeah. from Mean Girls where she goes by her little sister dancing to oh, the milkshake song. <laughs> yeah. No, the worst part is when she's like lifting her shirt because yeah. she's watching the girls gone wild. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like my little mean girls moment where I was like, that's that's us. That was me and Deborah dancing around in our shared bedroom jumping on the bed singing but what happens when you're not in bed <laughs> like, yeah you're you give, like what happens I, I don't know what happens you give us more credit than we deserve diana you say dancing but really we were just skipping along in a circle <laughs> we skipped in a circle and jumped up and down that was dancing mm-hmm. and you know i realized that wasn't dancing you're when expressing I went to yourself my, yeah <laughs> When I went to my first cast party, I was a freshman in high school. I go to my cast party. We had done Guys and Dolls. 
I don't know who it was some senior through the party. I'm downstairs in their basement. Everyone's having a great time. I don't, I couldn't even tell you what song was playing, but a song was playing and I'm jumping up and down, having a good time. And this one guy that I had such a crush on and he knew it, he was a senior and obviously nothing was going to happen because I was this immature freshman, but his name's Andy. And I'm jumping up and down and he stands right next to me and he is literally mimicking, <laughs> jumping up and down, clapping my hands. And I was like, oh, that's not dancing. That is literally me jumping up and down and clapping hands. It totally hands. is, though. <laughs> we all the people always do that. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say what dancing really is? Dancing exactly. is moving in an expressive With determination. way. Movement to music. <laughs> Good times, though, you guys. Mm-hmm. Madonna, man. We grew up on her. Mm-hmm. You know that song, Bitch on Madonna? I love that. Like. I don't know that song. No. It's one of the more recent ones where she gets all these celebrities involved in this long kind of one continuous shot kind of thing. And it's like everybody's like, bitch, I'm Madonna. And it becomes like this thing, like everybody wants to be Madonna. I don't want to be her, but you know who we are. We are the ladies of Spark My Interest podcast. Mm-hmm. My name is Diana. I'm Deborah. Bitch, I'm Madonna. No, I'm Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and every week we get together, we gather articles that we found online or in books or in magazines, and we share them with one another. And then at the end of every episode, we vote to see who had the most spark-worthy article. Prize remains TBD at this point. We don't care. We're just in it for the glory of the win. And I know we all brought it today. Well, who's going to spark us up? I will spark us up. So you guys know those expressions or words that are mispronounced and or interpreted incorrectly, kind of like lyrics, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, exactly. Phoebe Buffet, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So some other ones that are out there and let me know if you think of one. Like some people say espresso instead of espresso, upmost instead of utmost. Or mm-hmm. uh, for all intensive purposes, it's for all intents and purposes. How? How? I don't understand how anyone I, says I that one have, incorrectly. I used to do that. I used to. Intensive? For yeah. All for all intensive purposes. purposes. It's for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes. I was probably in my 30s when I was like, oh, it's intense and purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I was last week years old when I learned via text with my family that it is tit for tat. And I've always said tick for tack. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was, I was I wondering if I know. would bump into one that you've said yourself. That um, one. <laughs> <laughs> like some people say on the straight and narrow, and it's on the straight and narrow, not yeah. and arrow. Or it piqued my interest as in the peak of something. It's, you know, it's I spelled that. I did that in my 30s. I, I did P-E-P-I-Q-U-E. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I did P-E-A-K. And one of our writing partners was like, I think you mean. And he was like trying to be as nice as possible. And I was like, <laughs> motherfucker. I was so mad at myself. <laughs> I was like, I look so Mortified. stupid. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what these are called? These misinterpretations of sayings. Fuck ups. That's one word for them, <laughs> but there actually has, there's a word for them. They're called egg corns, egg corns, as in egg corns. a mispronunciation of acorns. Acorn. Because they're oh, shaped yeah. like eggs and some people used to call mm. them egg corns. Wow. Mm. So if you say, oh, that's actually an egg corn, the real saying is, and so you've learned a new wow. word. Wow. Have we told you what our, I, I don't know, have we shared this? My brother-in-law, Jay, th- this is a huge egg corn. It's amazing. I'm sorry if you listeners already know the story, so I'll be quick. Well, for for starters, when you look at the song, it's Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Mm-hmm. And people genuinely do not know what she's saying. Like, one of the things that I hate is she says, when the working day is done, yeah, girls just want to have fun. 
people always say, what in the world? And I'm like, that's what, what are you saying? Like, I don't know what she says there. (laughs) When the working day is done. Yeah. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah. So he's in the backseat of a car with my mom and my sister driving and they're singing their hearts away, yelling like ducks to water, like ducks to water. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. How do you get ducks to water? I can't unhear it. That's awesome. But I can't like, unhear uh, uh, it. Turning down the video, like, what are you saying? He's like, like ducks to water. And they're like, it's, they just wanna. <laughs> but literally when you, because I was like, how did he hear that? And then I pulled up the song and I was like, yeah, I can kind of hear that. Yeah. If you're listening mm-hmm. for that sound, it kind of sounds mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. my, my yeah. daughter, who was three at the time, she was asking for this artist and the reason she asked it this way is because there's a series of books by this guy named Mo Willems called Elephant and Piggy. And the, and the elephant's name is Gerald. And she goes, I want to listen to Elephant Gerald. I want to listen to Elephant Gerald. Oh. I'm like, oh, you mean Ella Fitzgerald? And like she oh. she couldn't equate, you know, and I was yeah. just so cute. I was like, I love that she used her brain to make the attachment to that, what she yeah. knew to remember that word. Oh, was she that like, I don't want to listen to this shit. Where's the goddamn elephant? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they love Ella Fitzgerald's jingle bells. Oh, okay. So they do yeah. know Ella Fitzgerald too. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, acorns. So if you ever hear one of those, you know what it's called. Yeah, I now we love do. that. And I'll be oh, like, yeah. no, dummy, it's not an acorn. It's an egg corn, <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> not saying it wrong. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm definitely sparked. Well, I'd love to hear from a listener. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you, Jesse. I'm going to take us right into our sparkler spot of the week. Our sparkler spot of the week is... Shabu from Baltimore, Maryland. Ooh, interesting name. Yeah. Yes. She writes to us, Diana, Jesse, and Deborah. You three seem to love these unique calendars around the world, <sighs> but I haven't heard you mention the Nepali calendar. Do you know it's 56 years and eight and a half months ahead of the Gregorian calendar? What? Ahead? What? Yes. She said, that's right. It's 2079 in Nepal currently. The calendar is on the Burkram Sambat system, which I don't really know what that is. And then she says, which uses the lunar months and solar sidereal year. The new year starts in mid-April. Crazy to think in Nepal, it will be the year 2080 this next year. I hope this sparks your interest. Yeah, oh my God, I'm totally sparked. I've never heard of yeah. that one either. Uh-uh, that's awesome. I had neither. So it just turned over, right? Mm-hmm. So is it kind of similar to Ethiopia? Like if you visit Nepal, do you get receipts and everything that say 2079 right now? They use both calendars, obviously. But yes, if you're just a local there, that's the year it is. It's 2079. Wow. Mm-hmm. That'd be weird to have to manage two different years. Somebody gets out of a coma, they're like, what year is it? And you're in Nepal and they're like, it's 2080? Like, well, oh my God, how long have I been asleep? It would be really strange to be like born in 2050 and then live it again. Like this is the year I was born on the Napoleon calendar. Like it's. Oh yeah. You, you move, you were born in Nepal and then you move and oh yeah, that would be fascinating. Yeah. yeah. What's your birth certificate like? Yeah. Yeah. Or your death certificate. Like shit, he lived a hundred years, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he looks so young or that's crazy. Anyway, thank you so much for writing us, Shabu. We appreciate you listening and for writing in. Yeah, thank you. And with that, 
we're properly sparked, and we've heard from a listener, let's dive right into story time. Okay, so we talked about acorns in the Spark Me Up. Now I want to talk a little bit about amusing stories behind common expressions. So why do they call it that? Like, why does what does that even mean, really? And this actually comes from Reader's Digest. And this oh, was by the RD. Mm-hmm. Megan Jones. You know I'm happy about that. And it was uh, published on March 7th, 2022. 15 amusing stories behind common expressions. I'm just going to cover a few of them here. And this is one that I've heard Deborah use a few times, stealing someone's thunder. It's so funny. I never think about myself saying that one, but sure. Uh, So originally it came from an English poet and playwright named John Dennis, who wrote a tragedy called Appius and Virginia, which was produced in 1709 to not a great success, so to speak, basically flopped. And when the play failed, the theater's next production of Macbeth was actually really successful. But the one thing about his play that stood out was the thunder sound effects that he had used that were so realistic. Everybody's like, oh, the thunder was really amazing. They ended up wanting to use it again in Macbeth and it was so successful. They got the credit for the thunder sound effects because they used the same Mm. method. And so he was quoted as saying, see how the rascals use me? They will not let my play run, and yet they steal my thunder. Oh, that is great. Okay, this is a little bit of a dark one, but this is where it comes from. Beat around the bush. You guys have any ideas oh about beat around oh the bush? Is this sexual? No, 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 no. It's 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 about hunting. So mm. medieval men would would go what was called bat fouling, where they beat a bird to death with a bat. And I hate this. Yes. I do too. So some some of these birds would come out readily based on the sound of them coming through the brush, but some would hide in the bushes. And so they would have these little younger guys out there, kids or servant boys, known as beaters, to literally beat adjacent bushes to rouse flocks of sleeping birds. And so oh, as the stunned that. birds awaken, blah, 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 blah. But, you know... They said, we don't need to beat around the bush. We just, we'll just get right to it. That's where that comes from. Mm, that's awful. Yeah, it is. Hijinks. Any thoughts on where this comes from? No. I... Okay. So originally a Scottish word, the word jink was used, gosh, for hundreds of years. And it meant to swiftly move, especially with sudden turns. And uh, like hijinks existed just as long. But the thing was in the late 17th century and 18th century, hijinks was a popular parlor game. And it was like a thing where you would throw a dice and determine one victim and the victim would have to embarrass himself by performing some prank for the amusement of the other revelers. And if the victim refused or couldn't satisfy or perform the task, he had to pay a forfeit, usually downing a hefty container of liquor. And so when you're doing embarrassing things, you're up to all these silly pranks. These are called hijinks. Okay. Okay. So it's based on an old parlor game from from Scotland. I was afraid it was gonna be something worse uh, you're like and they have to perform an embarrassing stunt i'm like oh you say victim i'm like oh no what is this <laughs> okay yeah. here's the last one let the cat out of the bag oh mm-hmm. no if this is bad i'm yeah what does it mean to you it means to what put your like tell let's somebody's just, news yeah let's just get it out in the open mm-hmm. or give it give up the information before it needs mm-hmm. to be out there right yeah. okay so this goes back to the middle ages as well 
And there were some shady salespeople at medieval marketplaces who, when a customer would purchase a pig, would swindle them by secretly putting a cat, which was considered sort of like um, sometimes a nuisance or, you know, an animal that was used to get rid of mice at the time. We we talked about the history of cats a little, right? Now they became Mm -hmm. um, pets in a previous episode. Royalty. But at the time, they were not considered pets and they were sort of like a cheap trick where instead of getting a pig, you got a cat in the bag. Like and a band? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when they got home, they opened the bag and left the, literally let the cat out of the bag and they would realize that they'd been scammed. Why wouldn't you open the bag first? Yeah, take a look. Like, Maybe check it was, your stuff first. Yeah, man. you're in a hurry. How do they, I mean, I'm, a cat in a bag wouldn't just be complacent. Like, I'm just sitting in the bag. Wouldn't you hear like, oh. Well, you, mm-hmm. like you'd be like that doesn't sound like a pig yeah I, I imagine it would have to do with maybe if it was dead or alive i guess that would depend i don't I imagine it would be alive i mean i think these people are dumb enough to be scammed but i'm like eh. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. also purchasing a pig and we all enough know how i feel about that so enough. no <laughs> yeah these are great and I, I highly recommend visiting this article to see the rest of them absolutely okay. yeah that's yeah. awesome thanks uh i can go next okay I used a couple articles. One's from the CBC. It is an article. No author is listed. It's posted July 7th, 2006. I used Wikipedia. I used an article from the Washington Post by Kathy Free from August 20th, 2020. And I also used an article from The Sun by Joy Dumendan from January 11th, 2022. I remember reading about this. I was like, oh, I I vaguely remember this story and I want to know a little bit more detail on this. Do you guys remember hearing back in like 2006 about a guy who had a red paperclip and he was like, I'm just going to trade. Yes. Trade trade and trade. Yes. Okay. So this guy, his name is Kyle McDonald and he's from Canada. He's in Montreal. And he did a trade and it was 14 trades that eventually led to a farmhouse in Kipling, Saskatchewan in Canada. Mm -hmm. So his trades, I was like, I need to know these trades. I know, right? Well, and it starts out, he wrote a letter. It was, it was a Craigslist ad. This is how it begins. And he says, this red paperclip is currently sitting on my desk next to my computer. I want to trade this paperclip with you for something bigger or better, maybe a pin, a spoon, or perhaps a boot. If you promise to make the trade, I will come and visit you wherever you are to trade. Hope to trade with you soon, Kyle. And then he says, P.S. I'm going to make a continuous chain of up trades until I get a house or an island or a house on an island. You get the idea. So this happened. It worked. This starts on July 14th, 2005. He puts it on on there and he gets two girls that are like, we will trade you. It's a it's a pin that's shaped like a fish. Mm hmm. He's like, done, takes the trade. From there, he gets a hand-sculpted doorknob and that was out of Seattle. Mm -hmm. So these two girls were in Vancouver. He gets this doorknob out of Seattle. So then he goes to Amherst, Massachusetts with the doorknob to trade for a Coleman camp stove with fuel. (laughs) It's one of those situations where someone's like, get rid of it. We don't need that stove. So on September 24th, he's got the Coleman camp stove. With the fuel, he goes to California and he trades it for a Honda generator. On November 16th in 2005, he takes that Honda generator and he goes to Maspeth, Queens, 
and he trades it for this thing. It's just in quotations called an Insta party. It was an empty keg with an IOU for filling the keg with the beer of his choice and then a neon Budweiser sign. And he said, this was the second attempt to make the trade. His first result in the generator being temporarily compensated by New York City Fire Department. (laughs) So he had a a little snafu, but he gets this instant party. (laughs) All he needs is a keg and a fluorescent light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then he takes the instant party to Quebec. So he starts to gain steam. And so it's like a radio personality. This guy's name is Michael Barrett. And he gives him a ski-doo snowmobile. Dang. This is a pretty big one. I know. Yeah. So, but like, again, it's like, it's social media is starting to like pick mm-hmm. up on it. And, and then this is still early. It's 2005, but like they're picking up. So from there, they get the snowmobile. He takes it to Yak, British Columbia. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly for a scheduled trade. And that trade is for a box truck. And then on February 22nd in 2006, he takes the box truck to Ontario for a recording contract with Metalworks. Metalworks is a music studio in Ontario, Canada, and it was established in 1978 by Gil Moore in the Canadian rock group Triumph. That's great. It's great um, advertising for them to do that. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. They're like, we're going to pick up on this. We get We get more into it. So we get that. Then in April of 2006, he trades that contract for a year's rent in Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) Wow. So he gets this year's rent and he's like, I'll trade it. And he trades it for one afternoon with Alice Cooper. Oh, weird. (gasps) Yeah. Then Alice Cooper. So he trades that for a motorized snow globe. Two-day adventure with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a a Kiss, like the band Kiss, Mm -hmm. motorized snow globe snow globe okay so then there's this actor named corbin bernstein Mm -hmm, yeah he was on like la law Mm -hmm. and the dentist and like the major league movies yeah and he had written and he was producing and directing his own movie called donna on demand okay and it was a straight to dvd movie but he was like i'll take the snow globe because i collect snow globes and i'll give you a role in my film wow so he takes that role and the mayor of Kipling, Saskatchewan, was like, we'll take the role and hold auditions for the town, for somebody oh, in the geez. town to get that role and we'll give you the farmhouse. Whoa. Oh. So that's how this guy got his house. And ultimately, the character's name was Ned and slash Prime 8. <laughs> so I don't know what this movie is, but it went to a kid named Nolan Hubbard, who was a recent graduate. In the city. Needs. Yeah. That's cool. So he ended up getting the role. So cut to 2020. There's Because he's had girl. this house for 15 years now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's this girl in San Francisco. Her name is Demi Skipper. And she was reading about it. She had a TikTok page with no followers. So she was like, I want to do that. So she started out with a bobby pin and was like, look. I'm motivated by this guy back in 2005, Kyle McDonald. This is what he did. And now I want to trade to get a house of my own. So she had to do 28 trades, which is nothing when you really think Mm -hmm. about it. Oh, I know. People just like pick up on it. So her trade started out with a bobby pin. It went to earrings. 
And then she makes her way through so much. She gets iPhones. She gets Xboxes. She There's a ton. There's a ton of things. It's 28 times. And she ends up with a house that's sitting in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. So from there, she has 5 million followers on TikTok. And she's got 306,000 followers on Instagram. I am now one of them. I follow nice. her. What's her name? Her name is on? Demi Skipper, but her account on Instagram is called Trade Me Project. So once she got the house, she was like, you know what? She has so much. She has so much and she's gotten so much off of her social media accounts. She was like, I'm going to trade my house to someone for a bobby pin. They just have to give me a bobby pin and I will give them this house. And then I'm going to start from scratch all over again. So that's still a process because they're remodeling the house. As she has so the, many followers that she's like making an income. So it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. That's amazing. And so she made everybody submit videos to tell why they should be the mm-hmm. recipient of this house for just a bobby pin. So that's a work in progress. But she is currently working on trading that bobby pin for another house. And that's it started amazing. with Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres was like, I love your story. I want to help out. So she gave her two VIP tickets to one of her final episodes. Amazing. Anyway, I love it because it's kind of like a, it's somebody that took a piggyback idea, which kind of drives me nuts at times. You're like, eh, we've already seen this done. But then she like made it her own. Yeah. She took it in a really positive giving direction. Yeah. Well, and it didn't start out that way. She was like, I'm jobless. Like I'm, I need a house and I want to start out this way. But like her videos and everything are just, she's really delightful. Mm -hmm. She does get ripped off and she calls it season two. Um, She was supposed to get real Apple headphones and she gets fake ones. But they and are such a good fake. They're a good fake, but she mm-hmm. was still like, she was like, Absolutely. I was really disappointed. Yeah. And so some guy gives her an iPad for the fake. She's like, he knows they're fake. I'm going to get this iPad. So that was the last video that she posted as of recording this, mm-hmm. which we're recording this uh, in early May. And she posted that in late April. So there might be an update once this hits the hits the airwaves. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved it. And I loved it. It's something that she just did like research on and it starts with a paperclip. That that dude has a website called One Red Paperclip. It's it's ingenious for sure. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people who are like, this guy got on and he just was like, I have $80,000 in debt. Like if you can send me $1 and thousands of people sent him $1 via Venmo and he has no debt. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. And so now all these people are like, what if we did this one person at a time? Like we could just clear everybody's debt. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> we should do something as a podcast. A yeah, trade. it'd be kind of neat. Very cool. Okay. My article comes from diabetes.co.uk. And I also used Wikipedia. There was no author listed. No date. In 1965, 27-year-old Angus Barbieri checked into the University Department of Medicine in Dundee. And he's, he's Scottish. Okay. He weighed 207 kilograms, which is 456 pounds. All right. Yeah. He went there because he was like, I've tried everything. I'm not losing weight. His quote was just, I'm sick of being obese. Mm-hmm. He was being made fun of. He was just done with it. And so he told the staff there that he was ready for something drastic. The hospital staff was like, cool, we're, we're ready to, to do something neat. And he said, I want to give up food altogether. I'm not going to eat. I'm oh. not going to eat again. Now it's okay. 1965. So 
they happily agreed that they would monitor his progress and that they would prescribe him vitamins to take to try to keep him himself like with with the right nutrients for your body. So the doctors didn't really think that the fast was going to go very long, but they absolutely underestimated his determination. He was hellbent on reaching his ideal weight, which was 180 kilograms, which when I translate it to pounds, it's 396 pounds. Now in Wikipedia, it says that he lost more than what that would give him. So I'm not exactly sure which number is accurate because Mm -hmm. 396 pounds still seems very high to me. Yeah. Anyway, he did the prescription vitamins. They also had a yeast that they provided him that would be very beneficial for the gut. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> low calorie intake, good for your gut and still have some type of nutrition in there. So days turned to weeks and then weeks turned to months. And what he was doing was he was drinking black tea, black coffee and sparkling water, which are all great to keep you hydrated and they are calorie free. He did blood work frequently and was at the hospital for overnight visits almost weekly. And then he was able to kind of slow those visits because his body was doing well. It was actually functioning just fine is what the doctors were saying. This is black coffee, black tea, sparkling water, vitamins and yeast. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wasn't he going insane? No, he wasn't. And his body actually had enough fat to really allow him to burn energy. Mm-hmm. So wow. he was still fine. Yeah, was he working out as well? No. I wouldn't think you'd be able to do it nope. without very much fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't have a ton, but he was able to just kind of keep himself going. And just in case you were wondering, if you just drink coffee, tea, and water, and you have no food in your body, he was going to the bathroom not peeing, but going to the bathroom. Liquid. <laughs> yes. Um, he would go every 40 to 50 days. There's like oh nothing in his body. Oh, God. Because he had crazy? no, no yeah. um, mass. No bulk. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing. So not changing anything else, no exercise or anything, just literally going with the fasting. It took him 382 days to reach his goal weight, which in the picture, he actually looks thinner than what 396 would be. So again, I don't have the exact weight, but when I read Wikipedia, it says he lost 276 pounds. Okay. So his first meal, like I'm trying to think of like what I would be craving, what I would want. This would not be it. He had a boiled egg and a slice of bread with butter. Ooh, that sounds a little rich for your first meal. I think so too. He says, I thoroughly enjoyed it and he felt very full. Yeah, I'd be thinking like oatmeal or something. Yeah, something simple. So anyway, it's the longest fast on record, 182 days. So just over a year. And um, he started eating like normal and he was able to keep his weight. I think he gained uh, about 25 pounds, but mm-hmm. for the most part, he was where he, yeah, in the range where he wanted to be much yeah. healthier. And then he died in 1990 at the age of 50. Natural oh, causes, but I'm that's like, too young. That seems young, but. Did yeah. that say why? Why he died? Natural causes is all it says. 50 though, man. I thought you were going to be like, he lived to be 96. Or, I know, you know. it would have been nice. Anyway, it's Mm. the longest fast in history. That is nuts. Yeah. 382 days not eating. I don't know how long I could go. Uh, Even if it was just willpower, nothing to do with your body. Literally the willpower. I don't know if I could go. I would hate that. I think after you go so long, 
and you're seeing the results, you'd be like, what's another day? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but when does it end? Oh, I would miss chewing. I feel like your mouth would hurt. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can, I mean, the, yeah, some people are just all or nothing people. I mean, because you can yeah. eat healthy for, you know, a year and lose quite a bit of weight as long as you're staying below a certain calorie count. But mm-hmm. some people, they just can't eat a little, you know, they can't eat just enough. They have to, it's all or nothing. Man, that's fascinating though. Crazy, man. And he lived 382 days not eating How old was all. he when he did it? 27. Okay. Wow. So he probably extended his life quite a bit, losing the weight. probably did. Yeah. Well, we've got Jesse's hijinks. <laughs> we've got my uh, trades, bobby mm-hmm. pins and paper clips, man. They get you somewhere. Yeah. And then we've got Deborah's longest fast. I, I'm kind of fascinated by the fact that people can and will part because of social media, mostly, mm-hmm. I think we'll participate in this weird trade up concept. Like they're willing to almost take a hit just for the, either the being a part of it or. I agree. The, the, the promotion trade is where yeah. my vote goes because it can help people. And the fact that she's like, I'm going to start from scratch and give this house to somebody else. It's like, what a what a great gesture. Yeah, one and, trade process at a time, she's making a difference in people's lives. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. right now, which is like how hard it is to get helping, a house in general. Yeah. yeah, and it's not about her. It's about the community of people working with her to help her get there. Exactly. Yeah. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, amazing. Um, Diana, where's your vote go? I think I'm going to go for the trade because uh, it it's just more people involved. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing the community of everybody working together from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you open it I up around that. the world, it's amazing what it, what can happen in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I also love the fact that it gives us our second leg of a turkey. So Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, it does. We have a streak. We yeah. have a streak going, you guys. Gobble, gobble. Anybody out there who would like to help us get that turkey, we just need more, one more. You can reach us at our Gmail. That is sparkmyinterestpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us at our Instagram, Facebook, or our tickety TikTok at sparkmyinterestpodcast or Twitter at interest underscore spark. Jesse, how do they rate and review us? On all platforms, you can either rate, subscribe, review, like, comment. It all helps. We appreciate anything we get. We do read the comments. Give us your words. Mm -hmm. We want your words. Love and adoration. (laughs) I haven't said it in a while. Love and adoration. Awesome. Well, with that, we appreciate you all immensely. Literally, I don't just say it every time. I genuinely mean it. All three of us. It kind of boggles my mind how many people listen to us every week. It's just like. I know. It makes me so happy. Yeah. I feel so. I'm very flattered. It's like there are other people out there who see the world a little like we do. (laughs) Yeah. You wake up on a Monday and Jesse always sends us the number and I'm like, it's not even 8 a.m. And all these people listen to us. Mm-hmm. You're starting your week out with us and, and now Fridays. it doesn't go unnoticed. <laughs> and <laughs> Fridays nice. now too. Yes. Yeah. Be so, sure to check out our Fireside Friday later on this week. Absolutely. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. So yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We cannot thank you enough. Um, please tell your friends and keep on listening. And until next week, we hope you... Get sparked. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.